Coming up on today's episode of the Hey Girlfriend podcast. I would say after each disappointment and it didn't go right, I would take a break, take a moment to myself, gather my thoughts, gather what I'm going to do differently. I would change a little each time and I would grow a little each time. And so I would take a little time off from dating, then get back out there again because you won't know till you try. I can't reiterate that enough. Like when you try, you may realize, oh damn, I'm not ready. Or damn, I realize I'm still having anxious attachments. Or damn, I realize that. But it's like when you're trying, you're realizing more about you, what needs to be worked on. You're getting out there. You're trying dating, trying love. And then you're like, oh, I see this in me. I'm acting like that. Or I see this is going on. Oh, I see I'm still anxious. Or I see I still need to work on that. So you can retreat to yourself for a bit, work on it, and then do better the next time. When you're going through something, sometimes it helps to know that there is someone out there that understands you and what you're actually going through. It makes the healing journey a little easier. The creator of the I've Been That Girl social media community that currently has a growing number of followers and dearly known as girlfriends brings to you the Hey Girlfriend podcast. Tune in every Thursday to hear conversations that are honest, vulnerable, empathetic, and relatable Hosted by author and mindset and intuitive coach, Kendall D. These conversations are sure to empower you with more clarity and understanding about your own healing journey. Every episode will include Kendall sharing intimate parts of her personal healing journey, from surviving toxic relationships to healing trauma to unlearning old conditioning and thinking patterns. Consider yourself now having a friend by your side that just gets you. Hey, girlfriends, welcome back to the Hey Girlfriend podcast. I'm your host, mindset and intuitive coach, Kendall D. Excuse me. So today we're talking about today's topic is going to be on how to know when you're ready to date again. And this is going to be for anyone that maybe hasn't been on the dating market in a while or maybe they've had their heart broken before or even have major disappointments and don't know if they're ready to get out there not sure this is going to clear all that up so you'll know for sure if you're ready or if you should wait a little longer or what you should do because i know you still want love you still want the romance you still want a connection you still want a relationship but it's just knowing how to navigate the dating world so I'm here to help you with all that because me personally, y'all, honestly, I never questioned if I was ready to date again or not. And let me explain because it may sound a little troublesome. I guess I would say like, oh, so you just was just dating and dating. But let me tell you how that kind of works for you. So with me, as y'all know, if if you've been with me for some time you know that I had the two toxic relationships back to back wrote about it in my toxic ex chronicles book right there and which you can get in on afbenthegirl.net if you're interested but yeah um I had toxic relationships back to back in my 20s and after healing from that like around 29 is when I started really actually dating like when I was in these toxic relationships, I don't consider that I was dating. It was basically a guy liking me, 
We decided I like him back. Okay, now let's start some kind of whatever. Whatever you want to call it. Let's be together and half-ass together. And, you know, I don't know what you would call it. But it, it never really was dating. <laughs> I just found myself in toxic shishiations, if you will. But what I'm getting at is that after all of that, I wasn't even afraid to date again. And I feel like it's because I really took the time to process where I went wrong. And then I thought about what I don't want. And so I'm like, okay, so you know you don't want that shit again. You had two toxic relationships. You're seeing where you went wrong. And honestly, I didn't see all of the details. Like how I talked to you all about it. I didn't see all of that in me right away. Like meaning that I didn't know what what exactly my standards were. I knew I didn't want that again, that kind of relationship again, but I still didn't quite know I was still learning. And I learned through dating. And that's what I'm getting at. It's like, you won't know if you're ready to date again unless you try. And when you try, it's important for you to assess yourself and to decide for yourself what you can learn from each dating experience. Because you can't know you're ready to date if you're just staying to yourself, staying closed up, guarded, and you're not trying. And so I'm not saying just date to death. I'm not saying just, you know, do it irresponsibly. You know, I guess I would say, if that makes sense, meaning, and I'll get to that. But I'm going to get to that. How you can date irresponsibly. I'll get to that. But anyway... Back to my story. Let me stay on topic for right now for the opening, what the opening is supposed to be. So, <laughs> for me, I just started dating and I knew I started dating better quality men. I started realizing what I want and what I don't want and what I'm going to go for and not go for. I started realizing that I'm not just going to attach to anyone until I know they can be nice to me and treat me well. You know, I just started learning as I was dating. And also, I realized with me dating, it opened, it opened me up to a different type of breed of men, if you will. If you know what I'm saying. Because all I thought and knew, it was just going to be toxic guys. Or the guys that have to love and to love me. Or the guys that had all these trust issues and insecurities that I had to kind of like baby out of them. Or had to like mother them in a sense. All I knew was that kind of guys that I had to work on and fix. And the toxic toxic situations. All I knew was that. And so dating basically showed me that there were different type of guys out there like that. Even if the guys that I dated, it didn't lead anywhere. It actually helped me to understand what's out there. And so what I'm getting at... Is that you won't know till you try. Like I said, you got to get out there and you got to try. And you got to take that in as info. And so, before I get into the steps or the inner work, I would say that you're going to have to have before you date. Because you won't really know if you're ready to date unless you just try. But there are a few things that you should kind of have. In your tool bag, so to speak. And what I mean by tool bag, meaning you have your tools ready and you know, you know, what to what tool to pull out to use when you're in certain situations while you're dating, is what I'm saying. And you know how to handle yourself. 
and you know what you want. Things like that. So I'm going to get into that. The top things that you really should have before you date that you really should know. But I also want to just really let you know, y'all, that you got to try. Like, there's only so much healing you can do on your own. A lot of it comes from also being open and being in community. Being, you know, not so guarded. When you're guarded and you have like a wall up, that means you're not really doing any growth. You're just saying, okay, this is my safe space. I'm going to stay here. But you're not really growing, you know. And so you have to know that in dating, in trying to date, just trying it, the disappointments and the not so good relationships and the relationships that didn't end that ended and didn't go anywhere they all are lessons they all can be considered as teaching you more about yourself more about what you want and don't want and it also teaches you that there's always another chance in love if you will because like when one person would disappoint me of course, I'd be a little sad about it for a minute. Then I try again. Oh, I'm meeting somebody else that's of quality and nice. Even if it didn't go anywhere, I'm like, there's somebody else. It was always somebody else that I could meet. So that alone helped me with the mind, the scarcity mindset of thinking that there's nobody out there. You know, there, there'll never be another chance. Realizing that there's always someone else to meet and get to know and like. When you are dating and you're opening yourself up to that and you're in the community, so to speak, meaning around people and dating and trying, when you realize that, okay, there's always potential, there's always somebody of some type of quality that I can meet and talk to and hit it off with. Like there were people, there were guys that I would hit it off with and like have a few good conversations, a few good dates, but then it ended for whatever reason. And I learned to start being okay with that. Because I started realizing that, okay, I just meet someone else. There's always someone else. You're not the last person I'm going to meet. And so when you are guarded and you're sticking to yourself, you don't see the community. You don't see that there's other chances. You don't see that there's other opportunities. All you see is what's behind this wall that you have up because you're guarded, which is not much. And so when you have that wall up and you're like, I'm not just going to, I'm just not going to date, whatever. There's nobody out there because you have that wall up. You can't see. So you're just going to get more of what you are saying is out there. You're going to get more of what you don't want. You're thinking that's the way to it. But all you're doing is just holding yourself back from having something really good possibly. And so I guess I would say the way to work with that is you have to learn how to work with the rejection that may come. You have to understand that sometimes it may not go right. And what helped me with that is taking the lessons from it, if you will. Like, seeing that there's a lesson in everything, it's like you're not leaving so empty-handed. And then you're just carrying on the next lesson, taking that lesson, adding it to your wisdom. Like, okay, I got some new wisdom. Got some new wisdom. What's next? Moving on to the next. Then you meet someone that's even closer to what you want. And then you look at the things you like in them and what they're presenting. And then you decide, okay... Maybe it's not quite right, but you're getting there. And so it's like after each rejection, disappointment, or each time it didn't lead to anywhere, it's like there's always a next. There's always someone else. 
But if I stopped and decided to become guarded, it's like it stops right there because the wall is up. I'm guarded like that, you know? And I understand that at some point in time, you may get tired of that. And you may have to, you may get tired of trying. You may get tired of the rejection, tired of the disappointment, tired of it, you know, where tired of the dating pool. And it's okay to take a break. In that case, you may feel like, yeah, you're ready to date, but you're tired of dealing with it. And so you just rather take, like, I'm done dealing with it. That's a bit different. That is like, you can know that you are ready to date, but you just are tired of trying and you need a break. And that's okay. It is okay. I did take breaks in between time. Like, I would say after each disappointment and it didn't go right, I would take a break, take a moment to myself, gather my thoughts, gather what I'm going to do differently, gather what kind of guys I'm going to try next. You know, I would change a little each time and I would grow a little each time. And so I would take a little time off from dating then get back out there again because the thing is I still wanted love. I still wanted a healthy connection. I still wanted a partnership and there's nothing wrong with that. And so take your time with that, if you will. And so now I guess I want to move into the inner working parts. I want to go into detail about that. We got the part out the way of where you won't know till you try. I can't reiterate that enough. Like when you try, you may realize, oh, damn, I'm not ready. Or damn, I realize I'm still having anxious attachments. Or damn, I realize that. But it's like when you're trying, you're realizing more about you, what needs to be worked on. You're getting out there. You're trying dating, trying love. And then you're like, oh, I see this in me. I'm acting like that. Or I'll see this is going on. Oh, I see I'm still anxious. Or I see I still need to work on that. So you can retreat to yourself for a bit, work on it, and then do better the next time. You get what I'm saying? And so it's like you don't know these things until you're actually put to the test. So that's why I say just try. Date, try, see how it goes, retreat back, work on it, try again. But here are some things that I would say everyone needs to have when they start dating these things are I would say really important to have and some of these things you may not realize about yourself or realize until you try but hopefully me bringing this to your attention can kind of help you to work on it yourself and then put it to the test with dating so inner workings that I would suggest that you the inner work I would suggest you have to do is you have to have a set of standards when you're dating you can't just go out there dating and know, know what your standards are and know what you're looking for. Well, you can, but it's not going to go well for you. Because what you're going to end up finding yourself doing is falling in like with people and liking them off the strength of just who they are and what they present as and not realize that they don't meet any of your standards. You may really like the way they look. You may really like the way they dress. You may really like their personality. You may really like the chemistry between you two. But that does not mean that they actually meet your standards of what you want in a relationship. And so when you're falling in like with someone, you're falling in like with them, but then they can't meet your needs. And so, and when they can't meet your needs and your standards, here you are liking this person, but you're also lacking a lot of things that you need. And now you're stuck. 
because you're feeling like, I really like them. And then you fall in love with them because you fall in like deeply. Then you're like, I really love them. But I just wish they were more emotional, emotionally available. I just wish that they would be nicer to me. I wish they were more romantic. I miss, I wish they were, you know, not gas like me. Or I wish that they would just do nice things for me. You know, you're, you get all these things you wish they would have. So now you're realizing what your standards are. But since you fell in like, because you failed for them before you even realized the standards, it makes you stuck in places you don't want to be stuck in. And it's hard to break from that because you're like, I really like this person. I really love this person. Although they can't meet my needs. And so that's why I would suggest it's totally, totally not okay to date without standards. You can do it if you wait, if you will. I've done it. And it ended up being a shit show in a nutshell. And it didn't go well at all. Because you can't make someone meet your standards when you're already in it. You can't all of a sudden switch up and say, okay, well, now I need this. I need this. Need to, I need you to do this. You can't switch it up like that. You're already in it. And so when you have your standards, it doesn't matter how much you like them, how much, how cute they are to you, how nice they are to you on dates. It doesn't matter. You're still looking like, I need you to meet these standards. At least that's how I was. Like, when I had my standards, I didn't care how much... We talked on the phone, how nice you were on the phone. Like there were a few guys that we had good phone conversations and had a good first date. But I'm still looking like, okay, you're a little inconsistent. I'm still noticing this. I'm still noticing these things. You still haven't quite met this standard. Yeah, you're cute. Yeah, you yeah, you talk a good game. Yeah, you're I like talking to you on the phone. Yeah, I like who you are, who you've shown me so far. I like that. That's that was my thing. I like I like who you're showing me now. But I also need to see a few more things before deciding if we can go there, if it can go any further. And so when I started dating with that mindset, it made all the difference. I would end up just disappointed instead of heartbroken. And what I mean by that is like you're disappointed, like, damn, I liked him. I was hoping it would go somewhere instead of heartbroken, like, you know, it was a traumatizing ending. And now I'm just here stuck and undone. I never became undone when I started actually really dating. I would be disappointed and a little sad, but not heartbroken. I would get over it after like a week. Okay, let's get back to it next. You know? So that is the difference. That's why having standards is so important. Because it protects you from having low quality experiences with anyone. It protects you from settling for something that you don't really want. So... If you don't know what your standards are, you may not learn them until you kind of start dating or you start realizing what it is you want and your wisdom starts to grow and it can grow from you actually dating and seeing a lot of what you don't want and realizing, okay, oh, I need that. And so you start adding to your list of standards. So it may take a little trial and error because not all of us had the best examples growing up. So we don't really know what to look for. Or what's healthy or what's good for us, us. And so a little bit is going to be trial and error. And that's okay. Just as long as you keep that mindset that I need them to meet my standards. I need them to meet these things before I can decide to securely attach to them. Before I decide to move further with them in a relationship. Before I decide to move too fast. So that's important. Another thing that's super important is you have to have confidence. Like when you're dating, 
you have to have the confidence in who you are. And you have to have confidence in knowing that, knowing your worth. Because I'm going to tell you something. When you don't have that confidence, when you lack it, any man that's out to prey on you or any man that is toxic, any man that is manipulative, any man that, you know, sniffs out your low self-esteem, he's going to take full advantage of you and take full advantage of that. I'm not saying all men would do that, but I will find that the the men that are able to be in a healthy relationship, that are healthy overall, they're going to look at that as that's not something I want to deal with because they're not really confident in themselves because you're not meeting them where they are. And so they may like you, but they may decide I don't want to move further with you because I, you're lacking the confidence. You're lacking the security in yourself. And so the men that prey on that, if they see that you're lacking the confidence or you're just kind of like a people pleaser or you don't really have boundaries or you don't really respect your own boundaries or you just pretty much jump to whatever they say because you're afraid of losing them or you don't really feel good about yourself. It's like you're coming into the dating world with the lack of confidence of what you can bring to the table or who you are or just your your overall self-esteem, if it's just low, is not going to give you the experience you're looking for because you cannot gain confidence by someone giving it to you. You can't look for confidence, confidence or a self-esteem boost externally because what will happen is if you do that, if you find yourself trying to just date because you want the confidence boost from dating or you're looking for the external validation from a man picking you or choosing you, what will happen with that is that you'll soon realize it's not enough because it's not starting from within. So whatever they do, it's not going to be enough. They're either going to prey on it or if it's a decent guy, it's not going to be enough because you're looking for him to supply you with everything that you need instead of him just adding to you. And so when you come into the dating world or to any situation with the confidence that I'm securing myself and I'm looking for someone to add to me, not to build me up, I'm not looking for any external validation from you, you choose more wisely. You're careful about who you pick because you don't want anyone to break you down. And plus you have the confidence to in yourself to believe that I deserve better than that. This is not what I want. If you don't have that confidence in yourself, you're going to think that you're supposed to get whatever comes to you, whoever picks you, whoever chooses you. No, it works the other way around. You are doing the choosing. You have to remember that. And when you have the confidence to know that I do the choosing, this is my dating experience too. I'm not just out to make sure that you like me. I want to make sure I like you too. That's the kind of confidence I mean. You have to have confidence in yourself like that. Another thing that's important is... You cannot be starving for love or want love so bad that you lack the self-love. It is okay to want love. It is okay to want the romance. I'm not saying that. But it's not okay to be starving for love so bad to where you're just wanting it from anyone that is willing to pick and choose you. You can't let your self-love end because you're looking for someone to love you. You know, I feel into that in my 20s when I was dating because I didn't really understand self-love or didn't really have any. 
So I was just looking for someone to love me. Because I, I thought that would make me feel better. I thought that would be it. Like, I thought that would bring the validation and the self-love. I thought, like, you know, look, I'm chosen. Somebody wants me. I am worthy. Look at me. I am good. I am a good woman. You know, someone wants to be with me, you know? So, I was like, okay, yep, they like me. I'll be in these toxic situations. And I'm just the whole time like, you haven't been together four years. A toxic mess of four years. You know, it was nothing to brag about. But it was just I was just happy to have someone. And... That's not what you want. You cannot be starving for love so bad to where you're just looking for the first person that seems like they give you a little attention. The first person that seems like they like you. Because anyone can like you. Anyone can give you attention. But it does not mean they have good intentions. That's something you have to realize. Like all attention is not good attention. Sometimes when you're starving for love so bad, though, it can feel like that. And it's something that I've realized about this. I realized this a while ago. And I, um, and I said it on one of my podcasts, like one of my older podcasts on my Patreon. And I was like, it was profound to me. I'm going to tell y'all, but it was profound to me. I was like, you know, when you meet someone and they're telling you all these nice things, all these things, you you know, sweet things, sweet nothings. Oh, you're beautiful. Oh, you're the best woman I ever seen. And, you know, they just love bombing you, but you don't feel like it's love bombing you. But they're just laying it on thick, laying on the charm, just being super, super duper charming to you. You know, you're feeling good with all of that because you have never heard of that. They're telling you things that you've never heard, that you don't really believe about yourself. And so for someone to see that in you and say that when you've never heard it, but you've longed for it, you starved for it, you starved for, you starved for just someone telling you how much they want you, they want to choose you, how much they love you, how much they're crazy about you. You know, you don't really see it as love bombing because it's coming at you like, this is what I've always wanted. Someone should just see me and want me because you've never had that feeling before. And so I want to tell you, it's okay that if you are starving for love, it's not a, it's not your fault because more than likely the people in your life and your upbringing that were supposed to love you and supposed to give you all of that, they couldn't or they didn't. And so since you are now an adult, adult lacking that, you don't know how to not starve for love. So I don't want you to look at it. It's like, you know, it's your fault or something's wrong with you or you should be ashamed because you are starving for it and you're wanting it. What you can do here, if you didn't get the love that you needed and I know you really want to love, I want you to know that it still has to be the right love and the right someone so that you don't fall into the trap of being half-ass loved like you was in your upbringing if that makes sense because you don't want to end up with the same type of people that weren't ever able to do that for you so you don't want just anyone loving you and when you're starving for love it feels like anyone that can do it and you like them back you know you're going to take that as okay this is good enough this will work i want this and honestly y'all I did not understand this until after I've gone through it. I was starving for love and didn't realize it. I was just starving for some type of romance. I realized it not because as a child growing up, I loved the romantic songs. 
I remember there was this one song called Someone to Love You um, by Rough Ends. If you don't know, look it up. But this song came out when I was young. And I was just like, every time I listened to it, I was, I can't remember how old I was at the time. I know I was, I was not a teenager. I was like maybe 12, 11, around that time. I just, just love that song. Just, like, you yeah, almost want to love me too. I do. And I'm a kid. I didn't realize at the time how profound it was, but that meant that I, I wasn't getting what I needed from my parents. And I didn't realize it because I'm like, I was always starving for love. Even as a child, I always wanted, I didn't know what that meant or what that was. But I remember being that child, falling in love with romance songs, um, going boy crazy over like the celebrities I would see or what else? The romantic movies. I remember, it's funny to me now, but I remember, you know, the movie with Drew Barrymore, Drew Barrymore, it was called Ever After, and it was like a Cinderella story. Nobody in my family wanted to see that. My sisters didn't want to see it, and I'm like, I really want to see it, because I saw it was like a romantic movie. I really want to see it. I'm just a kid, really begging to see this movie. I went and saw it by myself. They let me go see it by myself. They went to their own movie theaters, and I went in to see that, because I was begging. I had to go see that movie. <laughs> I think I was in seventh grade. Yeah, they came out in seventh grade. So I was like 13 or 12. And I went by myself. And I, and I, and I look back on those times and I'm like, all that time. It was because I was really wanting to feel love. I didn't know that it was missing. I didn't quite understand what that meant. But, yeah. I, I look back and realize it now. So that's why I didn't stand a chance <laughs> in my 20s. Because... I'm, I've turned into this adult now that's looking for it. And so I'm like, I'm going to find it. The first person that gets me a little attention. And I like how they look and I like them. Okay, yeah, here we go. This is someone to love me, you know? So like I said, I understand if, you know, you're starving for love. It's hard to kind of maneuver away from that. You don't maneuver away from it until you get like hurt enough from starving for it, from it, sadly. But... You can't work through it. And what I realized the way I realized now that the way that you work through it is unfortunately sometimes you have to go through it and go through the pain and get hurt and realize that you can't just get love from anyone because it's not going to be right. It has to you have to understand. Well, you know what? You have to have self-love in order to find love. And the reason being is because self-love is where your pride lies. It's where your self-respect lies. It's where your confidence lies. It's where all the self and all the things within you lie in. And so when you build that up and you build up the self-love, you now are looking for only someone that can be good to you and treat you good. You're not looking for someone just to come in and fill the void of you not ever having the love that you always wanted. You're filling it up yourself. And so now you're not just going to be invited into any kind of experience just because you want love. You're more so focused on it being right than it just being right now. And so when you build that self-love up, it allows you to see things more clearly and you're dating more consciously. 
that is the key thing is to date more consciously. And what I mean by dating more consciously is that you're not just looking for someone to love you. You're looking for a good connection where it can be a healthy love. You're looking for an actual connection and not just something that's going to make you feel good for the time being. You're not just looking for someone to love you, you know? And yeah, if you are dating and starving for love, you're going to have a hard time with it because you're not going to really find what you're looking for with that mindset and dating with that, you know, dating with that, dating, just dating without that consciousness of what you're really doing and what you're really looking for, you know. It's it's hard when you're looking for like a void filler or someone to just make you feel good about yourself or someone to just choose you or someone to just want you. Because when you're dating like that, you're not bringing yourself to any of those connections because all you're doing is bringing whoever they want you to be. You're more so focused on who do I need to be for them to give me their love. Instead of you looking at them saying, okay, do I like them? Do I want them to be in a relationship with me? Do I want to be with them? Do they meet my standards? You know, you're you're not dating with their consciousness. You're more so dating with, I'll be whoever you need me to be just as long as you keep picking me and love me. It may not be what you're thinking because, you know, you're not really aware that sometimes you're doing it. I wasn't aware. But... That's your mannerisms when you're dating like that. So that's why self-love is so important. So you're not falling into that, you know. So I would say if you have dated and you found yourself, you know, kind of changing who you are for love or kind of, you know, depending on them to pick you and choose you or more so anxious about how they like you. We're so anxious about having a love for them just or romanticizing them. You know, you're going in already romanticizing them because you just won't love so bad. And so you're fantasizing about having someone before you even meet someone. And so therefore, when you do finally meet someone, you're like, this is what I've always dreamed about. I've always dreamed about someone loving me. Here we go. They like me. Oh, you know, you start thinking about your future with them and what you can have with them. And you put the blinders on because you're like, okay, this is some this is this is gonna be it. You know? And so you forget to look for all the other things you need. And you just look for like, okay, they're giving me attention, they like me, and they seem a little decent, and it's probably just love bombing, but that you're seeing and don't realize it. And yeah, when you have that starvation for love, that's what ends up happening. So that's why if you have not worked on the self-love or have not worked on healing the lack of love that you did not get but needed, then you're going to have a hard time with dating. And it's not going to end well for you. It's going to end traumatically for you every single time. So once you nip that in the bud, you realize that I can have self-love and still find someone. I think sometimes we don't feel like it's really safe. To love ourselves. And what I mean by that is that you feel like that you turning down people that are not good for you means that you're not going to get another opportunity to try again. And so anyone that's a little bit 
of what you're looking for has a little bit of potential, you're going to take that and try to maximize that potential because you think you're not going to get another opportunity. And so at that point, you kind of turn off the self-love because you're like, if I have to self-love, that means I'm going to have to say no to people. I'm going to have to turn down people that I really want to try with, that I think I can have some with. And so now I'm going to be without nobody. You think self-love means you're going to be without nobody ever because you're like, you haven't really learned how to do it. You don't really think it's safe to do it. Or your mind is just only on what you've always seen, which is that love is hard to come by or that someone loving you is hard to come by, that it's hard for someone to actually want you and love you. So whoever comes in and kind of half-ass love you just a little bit or gives you a little bit of something, you take that because you think that's all there's out there and all you can get. But it's not. I promise you it's not. You can fully love yourself and someone can actually come in and meet you where you're at with loving yourself and add to that. Don't ever think that you having boundaries, that you having self-love, that you saying no to people that doesn't seem to be on your level. Whether that's vibrationally or just figuratively speaking. You are okay with saying no because you're going to get another opportunity. And so that self-love that you have for yourself is not blocking anything. It's blocking out the people that aren't good for you. You have to look at it that way. It's not blocking out the good. It's blocking out what doesn't match with you and what's not going to do you well. And so once you kind of switch your mindset into that and realize that if I keep saying yes to this little bit, I'm going to keep on getting this little bit because it's all I think is out there. It's just a little bit of love. No, it's not. And the self-love is there to also just kind of help you along the way until you meet someone that can meet all your standards. Because everyone you date, it's not going to be the one. <laughs> you know, it's just not. You're going to get a lot of no's, a lot of rejections, a lot of disappointments before you find the one for you. And so realize that while you're in that waiting room, so to speak, your self-love is there to get you through. And that self-love can be a myriad of things. It doesn't mean just actually like, oh, self-love, like bubble baths, and I'm going to journal and, you know, read a good book. All those things are good. But it's just really just doing you, doing whatever you your heart desires, enjoying life, doing things, even if it's by yourself and not waiting on friends, or doing things you've always dreamed of doing or wanted to do. It's just really, really doing you and spending time with you and enjoying your own company, whatever that may look like for you. So think a more line along the lines of that, that, you know, you need that self-love just to make sure you get what you deserve and not just settle for what you think you can get. So my last thing I feel that you must do in the inner working I guess you would say the inner workings that you must come to terms with and work on in yourself is being okay with the outcome. And what I mean by that is you can't go into any potential connection or relationship already attached to the outcome, meaning you already see it going well. You already see them being your boyfriend, then your fiance, then your husband, and you've just been on one date. You know, you're already attaching to how you think the outcome is going to be. So you have to realize that 
there's a 50-50 chance it can go well or it can go bad and you have to date again and move on to the next. And so once you go in with that mindset, not attached to any outcome, and you're just there present in the moment, taking your time, getting to know them, you know, making sure they meet your standards, what you're looking for, what you want, you're not really attached to how it's going to go. You're just right now deciding. And before you know it, you'll see it, you may see it growing and growing and moving along and the outcome will come soon enough. And you have to be okay with it also possibly not working out. You know, you have to get your you have to get your mind prepared for it to not go well sometimes when you try. I don't want you to let that, you know, steer you away from trying. But I want you to more so understand how life works. Sometimes things are just not going to go your way or go how you want. But you have to try anyway. It's just like if you're trying to get a job. You know, you are you do the interview, you're trying, and they tell you no. What are you going to do to stop trying then? Because you didn't get the outcome you wanted and say, fuck it. I'm just not going to have a job and just be broke and just not have money. And, you know, I can go on and on. You know what I'm getting at. So what you do to stop? Don't try again? No. You may take a break, but then you get out there and you try again because you'll soon find out that the outcomes that ended up being in rejection or ended up being in breaking up or ended up being in it not working out for whatever reason or the outcome being you didn't make it past the third date, you realize that those outcomes are all working in your favor because all it, it does is just put you closer to what it is you do want. And so you have to look at it as like you're just trying. You've been in the present moment, giving it a try, giving it a go. And then you realize, okay, this is not it. Okay, I got to keep it moving. So who is it? So that's what helped me to be okay with the outcome. It's looking at it like that. It's like I can deal with the disappointment when it comes. I'll be okay. It's not the end of the world. I can try again. I don't want to, you know... Give up on love. I never wanted to give up because that's what I wanted. I wanted a partnership and a healthy relationship. I just figured, okay, that's not it. I got to try again. There's always another chance. And it always was. And so I just started, the more that I realized that, the more that I was actually rejected and the more that it didn't work out with someone, in a sense, in a crazy sense, that actually helped me to become okay with the outcome. Because as I said at the start of the show, it was like, I would date, try it, see how it go, rejection. And it didn't work out. And so, constantly having that outcome, but then having a chance at it again the next time with someone different that was of decent quality, even though it didn't go anywhere, it made me realize that, okay, it's okay if the outcome don't go my way sometime. There's always another chance. And so... You just have to go in with the mindset that every man is not going to be your husband, and it's okay. Every man is not going to end up being your partner or whatever you're looking for. Or every person is not going to be your partner or lead to anything. You have to go in with that mindset. And so you can't treat everyone the same. You can't treat everyone you meet as if they're already that special someone to you. You have to give it a chance to materialize if it's going to. You have to give it a chance to see if it's going to meet your your needs, meet your standards. And so when you're doing that, the outcome go any way. You know, 
But if you're already fantasizing about having someone or fantasizing about what the outcome would be, then you're going to be that much more disappointed when it doesn't go your way. And so that's why I'm saying today, I feel like you have to be prepared for the outcome to go any which way. You can't go in thinking that everybody you meet is going to be the one. You just cannot. That is like torturing yourself, you know. And that is what's going to make you want to give up on love and not even try and just say, fuck it. And I don't want that for you because I know deep down you want love. And so I'm saying is that just be okay that you may get some rejections and disappointments along the way. I feel like if you're not giving your all too fast and too soon, then you're going to be more okay with the outcome. And the reason why is because you're not leaving feeling like you gave too much and ended up with nothing, you know? So that's why I say you have to kind of pace yourself before you just full on attach to someone because the outcome may not work in your favor. And I'm not saying being guarded or closed off. It's just taking your time and pacing yourself with getting to know someone and getting to see if you even like them, not just about them liking you. And so that part was really important. And I feel like that that's what helped me in my dating experience. All of these things really that I mentioned, but the outcome one, it it really, really helped like detaching from how I want the outcome to go and just going with the mindset of like, okay, we'll see, whatever. <laughs> and to be honest, y'all, I had really gotten like that because at the rejections, I realized there's a chance I may get rejected. So I need to stop going and fantasizing. <laughs> I'm just going to be real. That's actually what helped me to detach from the outcome because I started realizing the outcome ain't going to always work in my damn favor. So let me stop romanticizing how it's going to go and just be like, fuck it. We're going with the flow. We're going to see what's going to happen. You know, that actually really helped me. So it kind of like lightened the blow for me in case it happened because I was like expecting that it could happen instead of just expecting that it's going to always go well. It's going to always be the one. If I meet them, we like each other, we talk, a date is good. Oh, that's the one. You know, I stopped with that because I knew that it was just torturing myself. And so when I met my husband, I was really at that mark of like, I don't give a fuck anymore. I don't have to date you again if I don't like you. If it don't work, I'm used to it. Next. <laughs> so I had that mindset. And just, I remember dating him. It was just like, okay, I slowly grew in like, I remember I slowly grew to like him. I didn't like him right off, but I wasn't like, wasn't like, oh, I don't want to talk to you. I don't like you. But I think that's how it's supposed to go. It was more so like, you know, let's get to know each other. And I wasn't attaching to, you know, oh, this is going to be my man. After the first day, I wasn't already saying, yep, this is the one. I was just like, okay, I liked it. That was nice. You know, I had the mindset of like, okay, I like you so far. Instead of jumping to like, oh, I really like you. Just because, you know, you liked him off of one small thing or one good day. I was just like, okay, I like that part about you. Oh, that's nice. I like that about you. Like, you know, I liked things about them. Not just settled on just the one. I can feel it. No, you can't do that. And so when I came in with that attitude and that mindset, I don't know. It just did something. It, it, it gave it a chance and room to, I guess, grow. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. But, yeah, I came in with that mindset, and that's when it just happened. I guess I say, you know, how they say love happens when you least expect it. I don't know. I guess that was 
I mean, I guess that's a case of you detaching from the outcome. Yeah, I guess that's what that is, you know? When they say love happens when you least expect it, it's because you're not attached to the outcome. Because when you're attached to the outcome, you're expecting love to happen. Uh-huh. That makes so much sense. I just thought about that. <laughs> I'm crazy. But that's all on my list of things that you must have to do to, you must do to, hold on, let me get my words out, y'all. That's all I have on my list on the inner work that you must have done in order to feel like you're ready to date. Those would be, I would think that's all I have on that list. If I think of some other things to add, I will, but those are really the top, top things I feel that you must have worked on and have in order to have a good dating experience, I would say. So, if you haven't worked on those things, you know, hopefully what I went over can kind of help you to start working on it so you, won't, so you won't make the same mistakes that I made. And if you have already made the same mistakes I've made, it is okay. You ain't too damaged to heal. You ain't too damaged to love again. You're not too damaged to be loved. You, you haven't messed up that bad to where it can't be fixed. You know, it's okay. This is life and you're learning the best way you can and sometimes you don't know things until you have gone through them and then you learn from them look at it all as you gaining wisdom you're getting out there and dating and learning even after the fuck-ups even after the bad relationships even after the rejections look at it as all adding to your wisdom adding to your growth adding to your evolution you evolving so look at it like that don't look at it it's like man love is never gonna happen for me i'm just a fuck up i'm too damaged oh just you know don't look at it like that look at the lessons and the growth you can get from it and look at what it was trying to teach you about you and once you look at it that way it helps you to move on with a renewed spirit you're moving on like okay I can't do that again. I'm learning something new. Let's try it again with me being this way. So you're trying love again each time better than what you was before. At least you should. You should be trying love a little bit better. If you feel like you're not taking the time to renew yourself or to gain the wisdom, it's going to end up the same way every time. That's why I had two toxic relationships back to back in my 20s. All of my 20s from 20 to 29 were toxic relationships. The whole 20s. Nothing on but toxic ass niggas. The whole time. And I'm not saying it like, oh, I'm mad at myself. I'm saying this because I didn't understand that I had to take the time to realize what I was doing wrong. Where, where I could grow. I was just like, I want love. Let's go. I want to try love with him. Next. Let's go. Back to back. So, it wasn't until after that second toxic relationship, I was like, something got to give. What is going on? <laughs> like, it got to be me. Is it me? It got to be me. Am I out of drama? <laughs> and so, realizing that, I'm like, yeah, Kendall, you got to take a step back. We got to do a little growth. We got we, we to gotta get it together. And so, the things I mentioned were some of the things I worked on. And this will help me, you know? So, <sighs> So I hope that all helped you. I hope that helped you all. That's all I got for this podcast episode. As always, if you want one-on-one mindset and intuitive coaching, you can go to my net website, which will be in the description. And I have quite a few different types of coaching. All prices, they range from as low as $30, 
50 to 80, 100. It depends on what you want. I have it all. Because I try to meet everyone's needs for help. And I want everyone to get help no matter, you know, how much they make. I feel like everyone deserves a little help. So I got different things there. You can check it out. And I've been coaching for about two years. And, oh, I guess I can make the announcement that I have decided to go back to get my counseling um, master's so that I can be a therapist. Yes, I want to be a licensed therapist. Woo, clap up for me. I just hear it clapping and woo and cheering because, I don't know, I just heard it when I announced that. Like, yeah, so that's why I cheer for myself. But I'm excited about it. I'm going to be doing online classes because, um, yeah, I'm busy and I don't have time to go to a campus. I would love to go to a campus. But, yeah. I've, I've gotten to a point to where I feel like I want to enrich myself and learn more about this. I want to deepen my growth and connection with it. First, I was like, oh, school, I don't want to do it again. Oh, no. Papers and stuff, I don't want to do it. Now, I'm like, I want it. Like, I'm craving it. Like, I want to learn more. I want to do more. And I want to get out of this job that I'm 9 to 5 I'm doing. Because I'm like, I really want to focus on just doing that. I love it. And so, I will be doing that. I got provisionally accepted to um, one of my schools that meets all my state licensure requirements. So I'm trying to start in the fall, but it's it's a process of them getting tram skips and me having to get recommendations and all of that. So I got a bit of a process. So we're going to see how that roll. But I'm definitely doing it. Yes, I, I feel it. That's my next step. To be a licensed therapist. Yes. Because I already got my bachelor's. If y'all didn't know. I have my bachelor's in human services. Which included a lot of counseling work. And a lot of psychology classes. Social work classes. Things like that. If you're not familiar with human services. But. I think that's all I got. So yeah. You can seek out coaching. Um, check out my podcast Instagram. My. Um, I've been a girl Instagram. All of that will be is linked below. All of it is always linked. So, oh, and my books. Talk, check out Toxic, X Chronicles. I got a quote books. I got some other books I'm working on this year that I want to come out. The second part to Toxic, X Chronicles. And I want to work on uh, more like a self-help book of how I heal some things in my life and how my healing journey has been. And the things that I've learned and the things that I've evolved and give you a different mindset of thinking about things. I'm really loving it so far. So I've I've gotten a lot of it done. I just got to compile it together how I want in the book. I got the book cover already done. I'm excited about it. This book is going to be good. I'm really I'm really feeling it. Like I love it what I'm writing. If y'all don't love it, I love it. I'm a, I know I already love it. But <laughs> uh that is all I got. Any bonus episodes on my Patreon of course that's linked at avenetgirl.net as well. It'll be linked below. I do bonus podcasts. I try to do them once a week or whenever I have something that I just want to say on the spot. It's on there. It's already hundreds on there that a lot of people listen to over and over again. So that, check that out as well. And that's all. That's all I got to say. Let me stop rambling. That is all I got for this podcast episode. Until the next one, girlfriends, peace out.